Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're looking at superhero origins with multiple retellings. This is part two of two. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. So following up from last week's part one, uh, every once in a while, fans of superheroes are treated to multiple takes on origins. Comics retell the origin. Uh, movies and TV can sometimes rework aspects of the characters. So we're looking at those characters who have had uh, multiple versions of their origin and dissecting the similarities and the differences. Last week, we covered Spider-Man, Batman, Miss Marvel, and Superman. So this week will be a whole new batch. Be sure to tell us your thoughts or if there's someone we missed or something we missed. Um, let us know at info at let me know how it is dot com. Also Twitter and in the comments. So who do you guys want to start off with? One that I thought about that we didn't get to last episode was the Joker. Oh, God. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those characters that, um, again, you know, if you go from Killing Joke, the idea of, of the Joker having a multiple choice point of origin makes sense. But then again, every now and then they want to give us the definitive either in the comics or the definitive, you know, elsewhere origin of the character. Right. Okay. So I think it's always interesting when they're like, so they're like, nope, this is the way he becomes the Joker. <laughs> right. And it's very rarely the same way twice. I mean, sometimes it is, yeah. but not always. Right. I mean, in the books or in like media? Well, in the media, like we got, you know, we got the, the, the movie, mm. the Joker, mm. right? <laughs> mm, yes. Yes, mm, yeah yeah that's probably, all i'll say about that mm, mm. right no but we got i mean we got that that origin and it's it's an origin but it's not you know it's not a chemical bath there's no red hood um you know there's no there's no failed comedian no failed comedian no unfortunate um well sort of sort of failed yeah comedian. No, yeah but yeah, yeah right. but nobody pushing them off us you know stairwell or nothing right right he's not yeah I, there's no and the other thing is is you know the other thing that's interesting about it is that there's no, I mean, spoiler, if you haven't seen the Joker, um, go watch it, I guess. It's on HBO Max for as long as it's available on HBO Max. <laughs> yes, um, for, for as long as it's available. But, you know, there's no Batman, right? There's no Batman in, in, in right. the Joker. I mean, you know, there's Bruce Wayne, right, but, there's, right. but there's no, there's no, there's no, you know, long-eared, purple-gloved 1930s Batman chasing after him. And then prior to that, in Dark Knight, we got the, you know, how did you get those scars stories? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that plays the whole structure of, you know, if you're going to have a background or have an origin, you know, isn't it better to have, you know, a past, have a multiple choice past, which I thought right. was a, a, a clever way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you've got the, 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 the killing joke one, which is the, the, you know, the Joker didn't seem like that bad of a dude who falls in, you know, takes, takes a, a leap at possibly getting his life to be better. He's a failed comedian. He's got a wife who's pregnant, you know, and then he, you know, tragedy upon tragedy basically gets flipped over like cards and then right. he gets dunked in chemicals and becomes a joker. Right. It has one really bad day. Yes, basically. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that being the key phrase out of that whole book is one bad day. It's what, all it takes is to make someone, you know, monstrous or into the joker. That's the whole point of killing joke. But um, yeah, I think it's just, it, it just it's interesting because, you know, I think about how many times the origin has been retold or changed in the comics. And I remember when I first read it in the comics, it was. Um, the the Red Hood story from the forties, where it's mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. I think it's it's it, the way I read it was in a Treasury edition with all the villain. It was like a secret origin supervillain type thing, 
And it was this story about Superman, uh, Superman, Batman was with Robin and they were with a group of college kids who were kind of like, like, I don't know if they were part of some Batman, you know, super sleuth club or something like that. You know, they might've been their local, <laughs> they might've been their local chapter of mystery Inc. I don't remember for right, sure. Right. Yeah. But it was kind of like they were solving clues and they were trying to figure it out and they were trying to figure it and they end up figuring out who the red hood is. And they find out by finding out who the red hood is, they, they, you know, they think that they've screwed stuff up, but they realize, Oh no, we didn't make, we didn't mess up the clues. Um, the clues actually point to the person being the Joker and they figured that out, you know, in the end of the story. So okay, that's how I first read the, the the Red Hood story and how him becoming, you know, that whole thing as a possible origin. But you see the, you see the other one about them being three of them. Oh, the, the, the three jokers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, again, that's a Jeff John story of recently that sort of plays <laughs> off, plays off killing joke. And also, you know, the idea that somehow there's three of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I just, guess. Again, I don't, but again, it's one of those things where, like I, it's so like, I, I remember reading it and going, okay, to, like parts of it and parts of it. I'm like, I don't really, you know, I don't, yeah. it's just one of those things of like, I, I see it as, as one of those projects at DC where, you know, someone had an idea to do it and then the time passed and the, and the, and the editorial stuff changed and, the, and where the, 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 the storylines of, of the whole thing was going. And then mm-hmm. Jeff Johns came in or finally finished it or whatever the art got finished or whatever and turned it in. And meanwhile, the entire DC universe is nowhere near any of this stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and um, I think it was a long way into making um, rewriting Red Hood or Jason's story. Yeah, like, that too. ultimately it led to to me to me. I don't know if I think he changed it, but I think mm-hmm. it was supposed to lead to Red Hood's origin to become the new Joker. If if anything else. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Cause it's definitely not. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's again, it's not, I don't know. It's not like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again. I just, I just feel like it was a story. That's like a pocket of time that that's never going to, like, I don't know if they're ever going to do anything with it, what it's what, how it ends up or the, you know, I don't even know. I don't know. It's, it's again, it just doesn't feel like it was something that was written with the rest of what they're trying to do currently, you know, mm-hmm. at, at DC. So, and again, I just don't, I don't see how that, but again, it's another it's another retelling or a telling of that origin, which, you know, you could argue at this point, does it need to be retold again? <laughs> Apparently so. I mean, you were talking about Frank, um, the man behind the Red Hood from 1951. Yes, that story. Detective Comics 168 took me a little bit to, to look it up. Yeah, no, it's okay. a good story. It's a really, it's a really story. good story. No, and, it's a um, good one. I like it a lot. I mean, I, I've enjoyed that one for a long, long time, but it was like the first time I ever heard, you know. I mean, and again, I love the red, you know, from, from a character standpoint, I think the red hood design, the idea of it makes sense, you know, I mean, but then again, you all, another one, another Joker origin is the one that we got out of, um, what Scott Snyder and, in Batman year, what, uh, what's not year one. What is it? Zero year, zero year where the, you know, basically mm-hmm. it's almost like the Joker has foreknowledge of the fact that they're going to be, you know, stuck in this eternal yeah. dance. You know, that's another one where I like, I'm not a huge fan of that one because I don't like the idea of the jo- if the Joker's all knowing, <laughs> kind of takes the fun and out of it. He flips the Red Hood idea a, a mm-hmm. bit, whereas the the idea of the Red Hood initially is that right the 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 Red Hood the costume is supposed to be worn by multiple different criminals. Right. Yeah. Right? It's like kind of like and that's the idea. We- so like the man behind who's the Red Hood. It's a, like the idea the, the thing that makes it so so tricky is that like it's multiple people. 
Over right. time, it's multiple people doing it. And what Snyder does in Zero Year is that he makes the entire gang Red Hood. So, so it's a mm-hmm. flip on it that it's not. It is multiple people wearing it, but it's also multiple people wearing it at the same time. So right. who's doing what? Right. Because right. originally, like, yeah. Because original idea would be like we would if we were a criminal organization, like a criminal gang, and we, were, and we were pulling like second story jobs or whatever. You know, we would basically pass the hat, and tonight Tommy would be the the Red Hood, and the next night. Clifton would be the Red Hood, and the next night I would be the Red Hood, and then finally, you know, mm-hmm. and then we, Zach would be the Red Hood, and so on. You know, and that way it would, you know, there would never be an accurate height, you know, or a voice, or whatever. And then, the, unfortunately, the one night that the Joker, or, you know, I don't know, Jack, or <laughs> Jack Napier, or whoever, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, his name would be, um, or Arthur, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, where the uh, one night that he wore it, it, it was, that was the unfortunate night that everything goes awful. And they run into Batman, so. Right. But yeah. I've not seen any version of the Joker that makes me shake already, sort of like the opinions that I shaped of him reading the stuff in the 80s and the 90s. Like, every addition to it, like, I think, like, like first of all, it's amazing to me in Killing Joke how many people read that book and sort of miss the point that it's, that it's like, supposed to change. The idea is that like he he's the unreliable narrator and every time he tells his origin, it's different because he's BSing you. He's mm-hmm, making right. it up. Right. Right. The whole like sure. it goes into the whole agent of chaos thing. And it's mm-hmm. like the, the amount of people I encounter that read the killing joke and, and like that's his origin. I'm like, no, it's yeah. a origin. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, but I'm right? also get, I mean, like I was thinking, about, I was trying to think about in Batman the animated series, we don't ever get it if like any kind of Joker origin, right? No, no. But not, I was going to no. bring that up. So, so okay. you, you mentioned Dark Knight, which is which is like like uh, I wonder how I got these scars. Like, is their take like you were saying mm-hmm. of Killing Joke, multiple choice origin, right? He makes it right. up every time. Yep. That's kind of the case in Mad Love, also when mm-hmm. when right. he's an right. Arkham already and and. And Harley is the psychiatrist and he's telling her like his sob story about like how he came to be and all right. that stuff. And the, and the thing that Batman points out at that is like Harley, like he like the story. I've heard the story a million times. Like he's done this mm-hmm. so many times to people and it's always different. And I'm like, right. I'm like, so they get it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be right. multiple choice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, until they made the killing joke animated and then it went awry. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, but I mean, again, it plays in the idea of the you know the Joker being wild. You know, you know, he can be anything he wants to be in the moment, and then the fact that, like you said, the whole sob story that he tells Harley in order to win her over and basically convert her over to being you know his mall. <laughs> you know, that's the whole thing. But no, I was just trying to think about. There's no definitive. They don't, in any of it. They don't really touch on. He just is right. He's just a force, force of nature. Like unlike like a lot of the other villains, he doesn't really get a, 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 t- a typical you know, mm-hmm. origin type story. He just happens to exist. Right. We just get glimpses of it. Like, like pre Joker stuff in mask of the phantasm where we right. know he was, he was right. with the mob and stuff right. like that. But yeah. I right. Mean, and, and then what, and also like what, where the creeper, when they do the anniversary, there's mm-hmm. that bit there where Napier, or not Napier, where uh, Jack Ryder's telling the story about, you know, he's a hired gun for, you know, various mobs and blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's like, like I said, I've not seen an origin that that makes me go like, well, that's better. <laughs> no, I agree. I, t- I agree. No, I agree you know? totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I think it's a little reductive of the character to have it be 
uh, uh, like uh, set in stone, you know. Um, but yeah, I am happy you brought up Joker though because uh, I I had a moment about Batman last week that I didn't get in, and it was the bit mm. about the pearls. Okay, really quick. Sure. That was like there is a moment too where like later on in the stories where they start saying that Bruce. In Batman Ego by Darwin Cook, there's there's a nice moment in there on Christmas morning where Martha gets the pearls, and 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 it's revealed that like that that Bruce and his dad picked them out, right? Like when they went out, mm-hmm. and so and so so like that's one version of it, but it's also another version where you've seen too is that like Bruce is the one that asks his mom to wear the pearls right. the night that that it's that they're targeted for it in mm-hmm. the alley by Joe Chill right. and they're killed. Right. And that's a bit. And so I wanted to get that out because I thought it was kind of an important addition. Oh, yeah. You know, and I was kicking myself for a week. So <laughs> I got it. Right. Okay. God, got it. Good. God, that's that's super dark. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's <laughs> another yeah. reason. A- another reason to bring uh, uh, Brucey low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Put more weight on that. Yeah. Put a little mustard so, on that one. I don't I don't know who else is on your list. So. um, So. let you know, let 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 me know if you guys are not interested in this. But but I do feel like, let's get away from Batman because I feel like, quite frankly, I feel like we could do an episode like just on Batman characters mm-hmm. <laughs> for this. Like, because sure. when you said Joker, I started like quickly in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, Two Face, Mad Hatter. You could probably do one. Yeah, you could do Clayface. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Like so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think I think that there's um there's certainly other people like outside of Gotham City. I think that we could get to also. Okay. So. Okay, let's well, let's go to the other side of the fence on the the big two. When I was thinking about Scarlet Witch, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's more like which which uh, it, it feels like depending on where the wind blows, it could mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a, she's either the daughter of Magneto or not, right? Or she's a mutant or not? Yeah, she's a mutant or not, and she's it's it's uh, it's a mess. It, it, it's like they want to do it or they don't want to do it, and it always changes every five years. Right. This isn't a recent thing. You're talking about like since the sixties, this has been happening to her. (laughs) Yes. Right. And it's nuts because it's, you would think that it's different, like in different forms of media. It's like, nope, still comics. Comics still don't want to, um, plan her into one category ever. Through no no fault of her own. It's just like, depends on who's writing her. It'll be interesting to see with the way that with with them moving forward and with, you know, the, the possibility of there being, you know, the X-Men in the MCU, what they, I mean, what they'll do, um, whether or not they'll retcon anything further, mm-hmm. but we've already gotten that, you know, spoiler from WandaVision, the fact that they're like, well, no, maybe before she was exposed to the, the, right. the she if, had something. Yeah. So before yeah. she got the yeah. infinity stone, she had something going on or she had some kind of, you know, she was an adapter. She was a good, you know, she had some kind of witchcraft or she had some kind of mutant power, but they didn't say mm-hmm. mutants at that time. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see them doing that. You know, I mean, they do it. I'm trying to think because for the longest time in the books, and again, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's one of those questions that anyone's ever or ever asked um, Lee or Kirby early on. Like, did you know from the beginning that uh, that she that she and, and Pietro were were Magneto's kids the whole time that he's just lording it over them and being awful to them for you know decades, <laughs> you know. Where he's just being yes. the worst, yes. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's, I mean, to me, it's, it's as bad as, as we've talked about with Xavier and his, his, ch- you know, his children, soldiers, 
Yes. Um, it's one thing yes. to be like, hey, hey, it's one thing to put other, you know, it's bad enough you're putting other kids, you know, in there. But the other thing is Magneto puts his own kids in and then treats them horribly for the entire time that he's with them. And it's only until um, his granddaughter's born in the, in the like, the eight, mid, early 80s in that in a Vision and Wander, Vision and, yeah, Scarlet Witch miniseries that it even comes out. You know, he finally admits uh-huh. to, yeah, I, I'm your father. You know, I want to be able to see my grandkid. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so- so weird. When was it revealed he was her dad? It's finally revealed in um in it's a Vision of Scarlet Witch mini. It's like a four issue mini in the mid eighties. I want to say it's Bill Mantlo that wrote it, and then oh, who drew that book? I can't remember who drew it. It's a good mini. Mm. It's good. Some of it comes some of the like some of the they borrowed some of it for WandaVision. Um just the fact that wanted that they want to move out to the suburbs and sort of have a normal life. A lot of that is taken from that book. But um and like the first issue takes place at Halloween. So I see. Um, so the scene like event like during Halloween is kind of a I don't know if it's a nod to it or just the idea of like, wouldn't it be fun to put them in the costumes from their comics? But um yeah, it's revealed in, in that mini in the fourth issue when when they go to the moon. That's where the inhumans are at that point. And Crystal is having, again, is married to, to Quicksilver and they're having a kid, Crystal from the Inhumans. And it mm-hmm. comes out there. They think Magneto's coming to like, you know, be Magneto and destroy stuff and tear stuff up. And he's like, no, I want to see my grandkid. So that's where like, but before that, in the mid eighties, when they, they're, when they go to Wendigo Mountain, um, you know, it's explained that they're, you know, they were, they were with, they were children exposed to Wondergore Mountain, which may or may not have caused their mutation to, to kick in. You know, and that's Wondergore Mountain, we, it's not in the MCU yet. You know, there's still, you know, whispers about when, or, when we may see, I mean, did everyone see the, the Guardians panel or hear about the Guardians panel? Guardians of the Galaxy? For- not details. Okay. Because um, there was a character that was revealed there that it's not been revealed so far in the Marvel Universe, and I don't know if I should say what it is or All who right. it is. Right. Yeah, I don't. I w- I would say no. Don't say it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> there's 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 <laughs> some stuff that's coming up that could lend to again them retconning Wanda and Pietro for that matter's origins that ties to Wondergore mm. Mountain. I thought they named out Wondergore Mountain in um the latest Doctor Strange. Uh, movie. They do, they do. Okay. But that okay. Wondergore Mountain, along with being a place of 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 um like where 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 uh, Cthulhu was mm-hmm. supposed to be not only was that there was other stuff going on at Wondergore Mountain you find out um there's a story again during the the mid 80s and the Avengers where they basically reveal a lot of stuff about their origin that we didn't know and at that point it doesn't come up that Magneto is their father so again I don't know how far back anyone thought to the idea of like well is he or is not you know I've, I've never had this thought before but hearing you speak about it it does make me feel that like Somebody somewhere read the, those comics from the 60s, right? Whatever mm-hmm. it was, like Uncanny X-Men number four, where they're first, right. Two, right? And and just Magneto's being a dick to them. And just somebody somewhere was like, I always thought he was their dad. Well, and then I think they got to of- write comics later, and they're like, no, no, no. Like, so, so I'm making it that. Well, I think a lot <laughs> of it also the fact is like, you know, you can't deny the fact that if you put Quicksilver and, and, and um, Eric, Mag- you know, Len- Eric Lynchier together, <laughs> that they they look similar. I mean, they have this, you know they that have hair. similar features. <laughs> the hair, <laughs> you know. Right. So it's one of those of like, well, yeah, I could see that. So, I, but no, I mean, I, again, I'd have to I'd have to do a little research and see if we can maybe find it for the notes that it, whether they did or not. But um, yeah, there's a good chance that they're going to retcon her again. 
And then the whole thing about her being a Nexus being or a character that's a, that's able to like basically reach out across the multiverse, that's from the comics, but that's not done again until like mid 80s, late 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, up until a point she was just probability. Right. And then I think that the la- when she, when she got her own solo series is where I'm pretty sure I had heard that that um I think it's James Robinson made it so that the Scarlet Witch wasn't just her code name it was also a, a name given to witches throughout the history of the marvel universe okay i could be wrong about that i don't know if it's throughout the universe or at the multiverse or just maybe on earth 616 but scarlet which is was more of a title because like well, the way they use it in wandavision when when um agnes you know name drops when agatha harkness drops the whole thing of like well you're the scarlet witch um, that's why it's supposed to be a much bigger deal because, you know, throughout history, I guess, you know, a witch that got that title was, you know, destined to destroy the world or whatever. Man, they love dumping it on Wanda in, in that universe. In the MCU. <laughs> oh, yeah. In every universe. Zach, in comics. In, in, in every comics, universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, so that's her only definitive origin. Yeah. Dump on her. Yeah, that's her setting. That's where she's at. Yeah. <laughs> So. Uh, the comic you were referring to is Vision and Scarlet Witch number four. Number mm-hmm. three and four is where the reveal happens. Okay. 1982. Uh, you were right. Bill Mantlo, penciler, was Rick Leonardi. Ah, okay, good. I was not, The one I thought it was, I was going to say, I'm like, no, that's not right. I can see the pencils in my head, and that's not right <laughs> at all. Okay, Rick Leonardi makes, yeah, I can see that now. But the one I thought it was was uh, uh, Greg Lo- not Greg Lorg. Uh, yeah, Rick Leonardi. That's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> She's a complicated one. <laughs> yeah. She's a very complicated character. Like, Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I do, I mean, you guys are right. I feel like the default setting in my head for her always is like confusion. I'm like, yeah. I'm like so what's yeah. going on with her now? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, what counts now as far as like, you know, past stories? Like, what counts and what doesn't count now? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's canon, yeah. what doesn't count? You know? Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on. Can we move on to groups? Um, Are we ready for that? Groups? What do you got? I was thinking the coveted Justice League. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the formation of the team? What do yes. You mean? Like, like, yes. Okay. How they come together. How they come to grow to be the elite superpower team that is the next generation past the Justice Society, you know? Okay. I'm curious what you guys think is because to me, there's, there's only one consistent thing that carries, but I'm oh, no, curious go ahead, what, you, what, what your guys' thoughts are. No, to me, it's the Star Wars origin. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's not the, that's not the one. It's another one is the, what's it? The Lax, was it? The, the Laxians? The, the tree people? I don't know. Frank, what was it? <laughs> oh, the, the, oh, they're the, I'm talking about the ones that are yeah, basically. Exactly. <laughs> now you put me on the spot. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, but you know about yeah. the tree. You know the yeah, right. Well, they yeah the cover, the famous cover where they get turned to tree. They get half. They get turned into tree people or half tree. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, the Apelix meteorites. That's what. You're thank about. you, thank you. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. But yeah. Zach, is that the one you're referring to when you thought about it? Oh no, God no, no <laughs> Starro. <laughs> really? Oh okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, because they appear first at like was it Brave the Bold twenty eight, right? Yes, that's the first that's yes. the first appearance, and then that's the Starro cover there. But yeah, you know, that's the famous Starro cover where they're taking it on. You know, it's almost like FF number one where they're fighting the the mole monster. Yeah, very um, similar. Mm. 
you know, they're fighting that they're fighting Starro. Um, and they, they have that bit where they're doing that. And, um, it's the best cosplay I've ever seen. Sorry. Really oh, quick. it is. What, what was I it? saw was a it guy to... dressed up as Starro and he had little plush, uh, uh, like Aquaman, Migo, Flash, was, was Green it? Lantern, Wonder Woman, like all. Fu- I thought it was Mego dolls. Were they? I don't remember. I, 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 but I'm just like, man, that's the greatest like cosplay I've ever seen. Like, yes, that's 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 what was Phil Lamar, right? Phil Lamar's panel, because he asked a question as. I mean, I saw that guy throughout the whole day, oh, but yeah, because yeah. I thought we saw. That's where I remember seeing it was at Phil Lamar because he asked a question at Phil Lamar's panel mm. that day. But yeah, the great. Oh my god, great cosplay. Um, long before yeah. Suicide Squad. Long before yeah. <laughs> you know people would try to do Starro. But yeah, Star is like that one. And then at one point, they, they I guess they felt the need to be like, well, let's address how we really came together. Because um, I guess that one sort of takes place mid-case mid, mid case or whatever. Um, and then they have the Apelix meteorites where they, you know, it's, it's a group of, you know, aliens. They come to Earth, they take different forms, and then, you know, the Justice League has to stop them. Um, in another version later on in the, in the 80s, um, Peter David sort of redoes that story. And it's kind of like um, the Apelix aliens do, do the exact same thing, but it's done in the matter of, well, we all take these different forms and whoever wins is the one that will be the leader of this world that we take over Earth. And that one is after Crisis, so it takes place where they, they kind of have to do it without, um, they don't really get to use Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman because after post-Crisis, you know, those origins were, you know, up in the air. You still haven't gotten Man of Steel yet. You hadn't gotten, or it's right around the time of year one. Perez hadn't, uh, George Perez hadn't redone Wonder Woman yet. So it was kind of a, the Justice League was just going to be Flash, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, and Black Canary. Those were your five. Um, and then it was kind of like, you know, other characters would come in as needed, but those were the big five, the retconned origin after Crisis. And then in the more modern day one is they substitute, you know, Darkseid for the big just, threat. Just terrible. Right. You know, oh, and they, right. man, they you man, know, I wasn't even thinking New Fifty Two when you brought up Justice yeah. League. Yeah, yeah, well, it's New Fifty Two uh, and in DCEU. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. And the current and the, and the, you know yeah. the stuff that's in in, in your in your you know in your theaters. Um, that was that was the thing was it's supposed to be Dark Side so or Steppenwolf. You know, if you've seen Justice League, um, which makes a little more sense because you know it doesn't make a lot of sense that Dark Side is this big looming threat that they that this group of heroes. Happens to come together, never worked before as a team, but they managed to stop, you know, Dark one of the man. greatest villains in all of DC, much less the universe. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah. that's how that's what they chose to do. Um, that's what they did for New 52. And the animated series did use a different alien. They used White Martians. Yes, that's true. Justice yes, League yes, animated, yes, they yes, used a White yeah, Martian invasion yeah, at the yeah. beginning of Justice League. And again, if you've if you've read um I mean, granted, it's a different it's di- I mean uh when I guess Morrison, when he took over JLA, does his own version of the Starro one, of the Starro story. But again, it's a modern day telling to tell the the the, the league that which was, you know, Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Wally West, Flash, and then Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. Um, and then he also does a version of the the Secret Origins for the Justice League, the animated. It's kind of the same thing where he does a story with Martians. Spoiler. Um, right. <laughs> if you have read that story, yeah. but we do get Starro, which is kind of the interesting thing where I say like he, he kind of Starro kind of sticks around as sort of like the thing that people think about is sort of like as a first for Justice League, because I do think that like 
you know, Justice League, the show comes out after Batman Beyond, but Batman Beyond is the first place where they tried a Justice League where they did, mm-hmm. you know, the Justice League Unlimited in the future. Right. And so, you know, cano- canonically, there had been a Justice League, you know, already years and years and years before that. But production wise, that Batman Beyond episode is the first time they've ever done Justice League. And right. so they fight Starro. Right. right yeah yep yep absolutely yep that's how that works i still love that scene in justice league war the um the alternate um well the new 52 version where they fight dark side was green lancer confronts dark side and gets pummeled by um (laughs) um the the uh guy i can't think of his henchman's name the sod no his 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 pet demons calabac i'm just thinking like the the parademons (laughs) parademons yes Oh, it was okay, like pummel okay. Green Lantern. Oh my God, that, that was the longest thought I ever had. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just the night. It's just stupid funny. But no, I, I never liked the re- the retcon origin, which they have to um, push in Darkseid as the big bad who, um, who they come together and meet and stop all in one afternoon. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not when not when you've got stuff to like compare to like the Great Darkness Saga and other Dark Side stories like Legends, where it's just kind of like, no, Dark Dark Side is not. Or or like you know stuff like Destroyer or mm-hmm. what's the, what's the episodes from uh, um from Superman the animated series? Any of those Dark Side is not a, now. No. Yeah. Yeah. Apocalypse stuff. Now, Legacy. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank Legacy, you. Any of those yeah. episodes are not good. You know, you can see clearly that they had much bigger respect for Dark Side than the New Fifty Two did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because Darkseid is not a, you know, I mean, go read the darkness, go, go 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 read the Great Darkness Saga and come back and tell me that the Justice League is going to be able to stop him in an afternoon. <laughs> no, no, right, you know, not even remotely, yeah, not even remotely. It's not even, it's not even, it's a joke. So yeah, it's not, it's it's yeah. as we as you can all, you know, anyone listening can tell we didn't care for the Fifty Two Justice League retelling, no, of the no, origin, no. but you know, that's that's the way that goes. So. But wow, I'm also but making that's making me kind of realize too that like wow, don't give Jeff Johns the origin retelling. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. it's not like always. came up with, no. you know. Well, He's I mean, better. after a certain point, you know, I know he was very good at a time, like kind of cleaning up, uh, uh, um, characters with a lot of bag, like oh, like too much baggage as far mm-hmm. as as far as continuity. Yeah. Right. He was very very good at that at a certain point, but I think you know, like you were saying, like three jokers and and new fifty two and stuff like that. Like, I think, um, you know, in the case of Justice League, I, I you know, I co-sign completely with you guys. It's it's overtly simple mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. complicated for the character. Uh, overly simple and not as complicated as it should be with with you know, uh, uh the name recognition of the characters you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. with three jokers, it's like I don't. I don't uh, I don't think anybody asked that question. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Like, why does Joker yeah, change? I'm like, because we all know like characters change over. Sure. Of course. You know, when they're 80 years old, of course. Like, yeah. You know, they evolve. <laughs> I don't need a story explaining, mm-hmm. you know, this is why he's goofy. This is why. But, he's I mean, but, but right. This is why he's kind of a gangster. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, the, but part of the time, I mean, let's talk about Jeff Johns. We can talk about that. Just his re- doing of stuff was, I mean, you talk about the, like the flash rebirth and green Lantern rebirth. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the one that added to, to Barry Allen's origin. The idea that, um, Eobard Thawne, the, you know, professor's doing the reverse flash is the one that comes back in time and like kills Barry's mom and makes it so that, uh, the world Barry's isn't... dad is on trial for yeah. killing mm-hmm. his mom. 
right? That wasn't that's not part of his original origin story at all. Right. Yeah, that's a new that's a newer thing. And the idea of that was I remember from Flash Rebirth was the idea that um, you know, Thawne basically tells him, you know, in order to be a great hero, you gotta go through great tragedy as as a you know, otherwise you don't understand. Right. right. So that's why he does it. Other than he's just a sadist yeah. and he's you know, he's not he's a he's a great he's a great <laughs> he's a super villain. Yeah, yeah he's a he's, terrible he's super a villain. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, but he wants I mean, to- it, it's not it's not there, but I mean, does Barry Allen even have like a like a tragedy in his life? That's not sort of like re- no. what we. Yeah, but does no. he okay. need one? Does he need that's one? Right. No, that's I don't. I don't. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, it, it is. It, I, I agree. I don't think he needs ones. But, but I, you know, I think if we were, um, if we were to tally up, I guess, like all the characters that we would be talking about as far as origins, like personal tragedy mm-hmm. is a common trope, and I can, I can, um, I can understand. I guess, sort of the 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 thought process really? of of like let's let's insert that to a character who never had one right okay but, but okay know, i think that right. we're all in agreement too that we're all you don't need it for everybody like no you know, like flash generally kind of works as as a brighter character right yeah but to me sure. I, I agree but to me it's okay like for example green lantern does he need you know his parents to die in order for him to understand the true power <laughs> of the ring you know mm-hmm. right or wonder woman does she need to you know have her whole island set on fire before she can truly understand the, right. the the plight of the hero. You know, it's 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 some people can want to be a hero without having to see extreme tragedy in their life right. before becoming that. To me, I didn't I didn't like that that equation to it. It's just and to, and and of all things, dude, you talking about you talking about the most evilest character? <laughs> I'd rather go against Joker than um. Reverse Flash, any day mm-hmm. of the week. Just, just, just the maddening power of what he does and why he specifically sets out to destroy this one man's life to make him stronger. I don't think that Flash, when you do the team dynamic of the Justice League, I don't think it's required that Flash has to be the comic relief always. Well, he. I don't subscribe to that. He's traditionally well, if not. He's right. Wally. If he's but people, Wally, but I people, think. people fall into thinking that. Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think it's because Wally is that a lot of times. And that makes sense. This is why I don't think, uh, um, you know, the Justice League movie is like they just they just like did the Flash as the comic relief because the Flash is supposed to be that one. And I'm like, but it's Barry like Barry's not supposed to be that. But that said, uh, um, not always supposed to be the funny guy, but he's but. Barry is supposed like he's supposed to be happy is the thing right well for sure right? like yeah, he's yeah. kind of jolly yeah. or hopeful and I'm like like giving him that story I'm like I'm like why would this guy ever smile <laughs> well I mean gen- I mean specific I mean generally yes he the you know Barry is 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 you know his story and his origin lends himself to being a much cheerier character than a lot of them up until the point that you know that Iris spoiler dies in the comics but again, you find that Eobard Thawne is behind it again. <laughs> so yeah. it's one of those things yeah. where, right. you know, the same sadistic character is, go, you know, struck there too. So it's it's one of those things where, and then, you know, Barry is off his, you know, his axis for a while. Um, usually it's, you know, that's one of the things why the, 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 the television show focuses on that. And that's the origin mm-hmm. that they go with is the idea that, you know, um, Barry's dad is in jail for killing his mom. And no one, you mm-hmm. know, you remember seeing a streak of light at, you know, that the, the time that it happened and. You know that's very mm-hmm. that's very much like in the in the DNA of that show, right? Yeah, um, yeah. 
And then the movies, you know, so far what we've seen with the flash in the movie within justice league is the same thing. It's the same, same page mm-hmm. taken from that origin that, you know, it's, um, you know, this whole thing of that, that Thawne has done the same thing there too. Um, but again, it wasn't always there. I mean, there's, there's plenty of flash origin retellings that, you know, try to modern it up a little bit, you know, explain why in, in, in the eighties or the nineties, a grown man would wear a bow tie all the time, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he's, when he's not, you know, when he's not, with, when he's not part of the nation of Islam, clearly Barry Allen's yeah. not. So, mm. oh, but, is it, uh, yeah, no, it just, it was John Stewart handed, Where's the Tucker Carlson? He used the same thing. Yeah, right. Tucker Carlson did too for a while. Or Orville Redenbacher. You know, if you really want to go back, you know, (laughs) look him up on the internet, kids. He sold he sold popcorn with his nephew. Mm. Um, The show, sorry, the CW show also did Particle Accelerator as sort of the the uh, the instrument of his origin. I remember where and you know whereas Barry's origin in the Silver Age is is like. Mm-hmm. A lightning bolt and and a shuffle chemicals. of chemicals that he's standing yeah. nearby. Well, right? I mean, they do have it both ways because it is part of accelerator, mm-hmm. but he is also in front of. It's like basically particle accelerator. You know, goes in the air, the wave goes out, strikes a you know a thing of chemicals, and that gets on Barry, and then he becomes the Flash. So they have it. Mm-hmm. They have a little little column A, little column B. Okay, right. right. And we had talked about last week, like in origins, sometimes in origins, trying to like tie everything together. Like mm-hmm. I forget which character we were talking about where we talked about that. Was it Spider Man? Yeah, Chapter One, Spider Man Chapter One. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, where they try to make like everything all connected. To, yeah, to an event. And Flash Show did that to like the ultimate maximum degree, where right. all of his villains that he fights in the first season, if True. not for several seasons, all just happened to be somewhere else that night and got not in front of a wall of chemicals. <laughs> right. Yep. Not right. you know not in their science lab, but just boosting a car or something and then got some power related to whatever they were doing at that well, point in time. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, all the, all the, basically all the heroes that we enjoy and meet along right. the way are all the same yeah. thing. You know, right. I was eating my lunch during a product accelerator thing at star labs. The next thing I know I can stretch my, you know, stretch my body. Cause Lamps. I drank this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. I drank this Gingold soda. I had pop string cheese. Right. No, yeah, basically, no, it's, basically, yeah. no it's similar, but that's yeah. Similar. The same thing is the particle seller is like this is basically the nexus point for everything within Central City. Mm-hmm. I reread recently um, Captain America number one hundred nine from um, 1969. and this was Kirby retelling Cap's origin, mm-hmm. and it's basically like like just the experiment and up to the moment that that Bucky discovers that that private steve rogers is captain america like that's where the issue ends right so it's just the origin like up to that point and and i thought like reading that up to the movie like first avenger i'm like this is top to bottom everything we see in first avengers Mm -hmm. like the first movie top to bottom but what i thought was different was was looking into like all those like all the period in the sixties where captain America had the secret identity. And so the idea was that he was in war. Steve Rogers was at war as private Steve Rogers and like part of a battalion, but was kind of like the private snafu character, like kind of like, like the, Oh geez, like private, private Rogers is, is got like an incredible body and he could be such a great soldier, but man, he's kind of an F up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. You know that? Yeah. It was like the the bumbling. It was like the bumbling Clark Kent trope. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And 
I love that in, in like a 1960s thing where I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, of course. Like this, this, this would, this is absolutely like where they would go in the sixties writing comics. Like, like, because, you know, the hero has to be greater than, 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 than the, uh, the alter ego. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's gotta be uh, uh, a, a deficit. There's gotta be something wrong. Right. Right. With the alter ego that, that, that is, you know, corrected once, once the character becomes the hero. But, um, but yeah, like I'm happy they cleaned that up. <laughs> For sure that <laughs> right. we've kind of forgotten about that as yeah. as time went. Yeah. Um but I was thinking about it in the movie and like in the movie while it doesn't do that, like the movie's version of that is sort of like they don't they don't take Captain America seriously. Mhm. Right. right. Right? And they're like, "Well, he's just going to like he's he's a mascot." Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. he's selling war bonds yeah. at the USO yeah. shows. Yeah, the sketch of him and the the monkey in the suit on the unicycle is the one that I always remember. I'm like, yep, that's perfect. That's that's mm-hmm. what they think of you. <laughs> but one thing just about origins, at least as far as MCU, is that they got rid of the secret identity origins for a lot of the characters that yes. had them yes. at some point. Because you yes. did have Thor with secret identity, Donald Blake. Mm. That they, they hint, they make like a throwaway, like an Easter egg gag to in Thor one, but that's it. And then Iron Man, they make the, like the throwaway gag about mentioning that like, oh, it's, it's Tony Stark's bodyguard until he says I am Iron Man, because that was a big running thing in the comics a long time is that, Mm -hmm. is that they would say like Iron Man was just Tony Stark's bodyguard, but not Tony Stark. So yeah, I mean, they made a conscious effort out of the gate to, to just not do the secret identities at all. Yeah. Well, I, I think it makes it a quick shorthand as to what they can do and what they couldn't do as far as identifying the character. Now, mind you, I was a traditionalist and I just got over the need for uh, having hiding your clothes underneath your clothes, so to speak. <laughs> right. You know, mm-hmm. and then they made them more soldiers or gods, which is probably more fitting to be quite honest. I get that, but it's a more convenient shorthand for storytelling. I think maybe uh, it it may be worth saying too that in two thousand eight, when Iron Man came out, I think like like going against that was sort of novel mm-hmm. in the movies, yeah. right? Because there was yeah. there was you know like secret identity was so like ingrained into superhero fiction that that yeah going against it and it is but it is neat like like so many years down the line away from that and how like how little of the MCU revolves around the common tropes of, of like, so-and-so's going to figure out who I am. And like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's nice not well, having to deal with that at all, really, except for Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm about mm-hmm. to say in some cases, I, I don't think they can ever do that. That's Spider-Man. I mean, <laughs> it didn't, they try to do it in the comic and it just doesn't work. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of crazy that they did it with Cap Captain America just because he wears a mask yet. Everyone refers to him as Steve, <laughs> like it's nothing, right. you know. Yeah, right. no one's surprised. Yeah, no, not at all. But they do a, a good bit where at least they make the mask kind of a helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you in, know, what in, I mean? in that but, regard, no, in that regard, it's nice. But it's but overall, who's whose identity he's trying to protect? You know, what civilian life mm-hmm. is he trying to guard at that point? Right. Yeah. But I was gonna say the, the other thing about that I thought was interesting about the whole thing with with Steve's origin is also the idea of like how they're you know. They'll mention, you know, Hitler, <laughs> or they'll mention, you know, the Nazis, but they're not willing. They'd much rather say that Hydra, you know, it's a Hydra special division, or Hydra was involved, or, 
you know, that shift was an interesting shift because for the longest time, you know, they were more, you know, Marvel was more than willing to say, Oh no, you know, cat fought Nazis in world war two. You know, the red uh-huh. skull was, was, you know, one of the lead men in, in, in Hitler's, you know, in, in within, with the Nazi party and everything. And then they right. more and more shied away from that as being, it you know, it was Hydra. Like Hydra was a division of it or whatever. Um, you know, I know, I know it works fine. It's, 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 you know, it's code speak for it and that's perfectly okay. But at one point, you know, Kirby himself was not, had, did not shy away from the idea and like, no, Cap's going to punch Nazis and Hitler in the square of the face. And that's how it's going to be. So, <laughs> right. you know, from its, from right. his point of origin, that was, you know, you know, the first cover we've talked about plenty of times is, you know, Cap before we, before the U S is even in world war two, Cap is punching Hitler right in the face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of that sort of thing, I, I was thinking about groups and, and I thought, um, and this is more of a, a recent retelling was, um, with speaking of the JSA was when they did coming out of, I guess it's new 52 when they did earth two, as well as like the power girl and hunters book, um, the idea of substituting. And again, this goes back to JSA being around the time of world war two was they kind of wanted to give us the, the dark side in his, and the people, you know, the, the villains from apocalypse and the pair of demons as being more of a, um, as more of a stand-in for the Nazis that the, the JSA fought or the all-star squadron fought in, in the, the, those earth two books, that was more the idea of like, they were trying to invade earth and that was the big threat that they had to fight against, which I thought was an interesting take because it kind of works. That mm. no, does in a tyrannical way. Yeah. Cause before that it was kind of like, you know, they fought Nazis and they, they stopped saboteurs and all that kind of stuff. Kind of like the invaders did at Marvel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was, you know, they couldn't go into Germany, invade Germany because Hitler had the Spear of Destiny. If they got too close to Spear of Destiny, it would basically take them over and then they would become pawns of the Nazi regime. So therefore, they couldn't ah, do that. Okay. You know, and then because it was magic, it worked against Superman too. So that's why that's, you know, that whole thing kept them out. But um, I think, again, it was James Robinson who was writing the, like, I don't know if he wrote, I think Paul Levitz was writing the, the Power Girl Hunters book. And then. I think the Earth Two book opens with like their version of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman getting killed during the initial invasion of Darkseid. So the rest of JSA is sort of left to pick up the pieces. Um, gotcha. I didn't read a lot of it, but that was again I thought it was an interesting, you know, kind of retelling trying to bring them in, and then and then of course DC looks like they're resetting it back to what it was before, um, you know, for the current stuff when they're bringing the JSA back. Currently, you just reminded me of uh, another. Sorry, I, I wanted you to talk more about the JSA, but you completely remind me of someone else, at least two more factions of the DC Universe, okay. whose, whose origin stories always change, like, damn near every three years. Um, yeah. First, Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Um, For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Whether, whether she's a Matrix or, or Power Girl... <laughs> Right. Or entombed in a kryptonite bubble right. or trapped in a phantom zone for 10 years and getting out. Yeah, or ship, for some reason her ship took another couple of tra- laps around the universe before she finally landed on before Earth. Before she finally lands on Earth. Mm. <laughs> right. They, they don't know where to land on her, man. Right, or the fact that she's like, yeah. you know, she because of the fact that she took a, more, a couple more laps around the Earth, she's, she's that much stronger than Superman because she was that much closer to the sun. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or, or the fact that she was a teenager... Uh, at that particular peak, it, it just mm-hmm. it just gets weirder and weirder as far as um what they need her to be, right? Uh, and in, in the latest incarnation, she's brainwashed by Darkseid into being a Fury, 
Yeah, before there's she that even too. meets Clark or whatever. Hmm. Well, there was also I remember like they thought they I think they realized it when they were on like a DC like company retreat and they were at Six Flags and they were like I guess there was a Superman ride there. Okay. And they said that yeah. <laughs> I've heard you know the story of they're on the ride and they're walking by and there's I guess there's character bios for like Superman and the you know people in his life and they get to Super Supergirls. Yeah, while you're in line. Yeah, while you're in line. Yeah, and bios are characters know, in line. Yeah, I love yeah, the story. And, and yeah, Superman's is like, you know, born, rocketed from Krypton, you know, a dying planet, blah, 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 to Earth, raised by the Kents, and have become Superman. And it's like a paragraph. And like Supergirls is, well, she was a Matrix, and then she became this, and then she was, it's like, it's like a mile long thing that they have to read. And like, why don't we wow. just make her Superman's cousin again? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. So that was like the one that they did with, uh, with, um, in Batman, was it Superman Batman or Batman Superman with Lowe's? That was, Batman, the, that was mm-hmm. yeah, Superman Batman with Jeff Loeb and uh, Michael Turner. Yeah. Yes. That yes. story. And they bring her back and then, was like, what, 2003, 2004? And then mm-hmm. that story is, is, is retold in, um, was it Superman Batman? What's the animated one? Apocalypse. Yeah. Superman Batman Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. That one it's is basically, one. it is a good one. It is, I, I will say they yeah. do, they do a nice job of, of trimming the fat on that and making it work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's a more modern, you know, that's a bit of the more that's a, where that story comes from is that is that arc of Superman Batman where they bring her back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Supergirl's one of the ones that for whatever reason they just can't you know, they they can't nail it down and stick with it. I don't know yeah. why. And the but, yeah, other one. What it, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, uh, no, no, I, I, I know. I, I'm more. I'm, I know pretty much. I, I got a good idea what this one is too. Well, go really ahead. quick too in. And Superman, the animated series, really quick. Let me just do another quick note for Supergirl. Right. Mm-hmm. So Superman, the animated series. So this would have been like 98 because Supergirl comes in, in in season two, like tail end of season two. And the difference there is that she's not Kryptonian. She's from mm. she's from Argos, which is, right. which yeah, is like which is, uh, you know, a, a colonized planet right. uh, of of Krypton. And, and like I've read interviews with those guys forever. And, and the idea there was like it was just a point in D.C., when they were really, really stringent about like, we want Superman to be the last surviving Kryptonian. Right. We don't want any other Kryptonians. Right. And they were just like, well, geez, but, but, and at the time they had like that weird, like convoluted, like matrix Supergirl thing going on. They were like, Mm -hmm. we don't want to do that. Like we just want to do his cousin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Changing alien goo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so the compromise then was, they were like, okay, like we'll say that she's like actually from a different planet. So it's not Krypton itself, but you know, it's still, it's still a, yes. a person, the, a human, like not a human. You know what I mean? The, the goo that had a relationship with Lex Luthor. Yes. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> that was creepy, wasn't it? Yeah. But wait, then one second, didn't she come from Candor at one point? Uh, no, she, I don't think so. I don't believe mm. she has. I could be wrong. Mm. I have to look that up because again, her, her is so much more convoluted than, than ugh, I can possibly imagine. But Frank, who was the other? weird DC origin story that keeps changing every three years. It's the Legion. It is the Legion. <laughs> now, the Legion now, for sure. We know how much lead, uh, how many, oh my gosh. I know Zach has disdain for one of their origins, but I, I still love it because it's the only one that sticks. But at one point, mm-hmm. they were created through Superboy, in which yes. they come back and tell him how much of a great hero he is. And then people didn't like that. So they had mm-hmm. Monel do it, and then they have yeah. Valor do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, there's a couple like the the original one we've talked about is the one where they come back and and they want to like we want you to join our superhero club in the future, and then they haze him. Yeah, um, 
<laughs> yes, they, <laughs> they put him through some trials and they rigged the trials and then Superman's kind of dejected and, you know, doing the whole thing of, ah, sub, choke, they don't want me. And they're like, no, psych, mm-hmm. we, we do. We're just, you know, we're just having some good natured fun with you because that's what we do even in the future. Um, we make you feel bad for, you know, not being able to pass these tests. And then, you know, he's it, from that point on, I think it, it's like Adventure Comics. He, the, the, the Legion is back up. And then for a while, it's Superboy and the Legion. And then, but yeah, there's a bit with Valor where um, at one point, Valor, you find out is kind of like the Johnny Appleseed of the universe and seeds it's all so these weird seed, seeds, these different worlds that eventually become the worlds where the Legion of Superhero characters come from, yes. which is a weird origin um, post zero hour. You know, there's there's weird stuff where the the, the basically almost kind of like uh, what are whatever happened to the man of tomorrow kind of a story for the Legion with a time trapper and everything involved in zero hour kind of shuts down all those, you know, everything sort of gets shut down from like the original Legion to that point is where that stops. And then you've got um, a restarting question that the time trap one, is that the one with Laurel, Laura Gand? Um, I think, I think she's part of that one, Like it's, 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 but, but in that one it's it's revealed that there's a character that we've seen before that is a time trapper. And yes. then there's the white, there's the white, you know, the white page, it basically goes to white page and then everything gets restarted again with the zero issues. And then Legionnaires or Legion is one of the ones that gets started. And then you have um, kind of, a, it's, it's newer, but it's a retelling of a lot of the early Legion stories. And some fans liked it. Some folks didn't. How about the Jeff Johns where they take three of the Legion origins and cram them together? Oh, the Legion of Three Worlds? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. Where they try to explain that that the legion, why they got a bunch of different legion stories in a bunch in a short amount of time, was because mm-hmm. of um, they were from different. T- one again? was a different, huh? <laughs> he what? did. He did like the the yeah question we didn't yeah. answer a question we never had with three again. Well, yes, there yep. was yeah. So basically, explained <laughs> that there was a main timeline. <laughs> yeah. There was a legion that was kind of from the future, and there was another world that was like almost like an Earth Two version of the legion. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've read it. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's that one. There's also remember, remember, I remember hearing about this at 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 Baltimore Comic Con at the time. Our you know our backyard, um, our backyard con was Mark Wade on a panel talking about how his he was going to do his Legion. It was going to be the Legion was you know obviously in the future, but the Legionnaires a lot of them were kind of like um, Civil War reenactors. Where yeah, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I they wanted to basically, you know, be a part of something from another. You know, they were they were all a lot of like looking back a thousand years at like different characters like you know Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, etc., and decided they could they could change their universe for the better. Um, and I guess the most recent one after that was what uh, Bendis's. Bendis is the next one, which is in which know, they in which the or which they try to origin to um, Jonathan Kent, right. In which they do the similar to the uh, first origin story, in which they induct him into the Legion without telling them why specifically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clark's it's not son, uh, not Clark's yes. dad. Jonathan right. Son. Kent. Yes. Clark's Jonathan son. Kent. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot less hazing, a lot more mystery. Yeah, but I mean the other thing is like at one point, you know, the main story is like you know Lightning Lad, um, you know Saturn Girl and Cosmic Boy are all on a, on a basically interstellar flight together. Um, Saturn girl overhears a plot to take out RJ brand, who at that point is the richest man in the universe. Um, and the three of them use their powers to stop the bad guys from, from taking them out. And then, you know, he's, he decides to basically post the money up for these kids to form a Legion. That's basically like the, the whole, their whole origin. And there's been based, you know, there's been a lot of retellings of that part of it over and over again. 
But a lot of it is like like Tommy was saying, you know, usually before all that's retold, that's the origin after the origin. The origin basically being, hey, let's go back in time and get some some form of Superboy, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, to be part of our group. I mean, even in like again, Jeff Johns in, in Superman Secret Origins that he did, there's an issue that's devoted to the Legion that kind of retells that issue too. So, um, but yeah, Bendis is the one is the most recent one. It was the was the one with Clark's son, Jonathan. Yeah. But it doesn't feel stronger stronger than any of the others, in my opinion. It's still no, no, not really. Yeah, Zach. To answer your question, he does it again for another time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I said before, a lot of it feels like you know we're trying to do this to hold on to stuff that the DC universe currently doesn't want to hold on to. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to make it all count. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, when DC does a lot of their reboots and stuff like that, like, they can throw out a lot of really cool stuff in the name of, of cohesion and, and elegance. Like, yeah. I think sometimes they can overcorrect on that. Whereas, you know, for example, I, th- I, th- I think, I think the, the desire to make Super, Supergirl like his cousin again, I think mm. is one where, like, this needs this needs some ironing out. Let's neaten this up. And I think they were correct mm-hmm. to do it there. And then there's other times where it's like, you know, like um, tangent to the origin stuff. But I think back to like after Crisis on Infinite Earths and everything, like they threw away like all the multiverse stuff for, for a couple of years. And it was like, yeah, it's confusing, but there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff that you're missing out on, like Crime Syndicate and, you know. Well, I mean, the, like the Justice Society gets sort of put in a pocket universe where they like they're left to fight Ragnarok over and over again. Basically, you know, it's almost mm. like you know, get up Groundhog Day, fight till you die, and then it resets and they fight again. To, you know, the, the next morning it's the exact same thing all over again. And people, a lot of people are like, yeah. "That's a terrible ending to some of the you know original DC characters ever created." Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just kind of funny. I feel like comics is kind of stuck in a circle of of like of. Let's ne- let's le- neaten it up, run a comb through this. Mm-hmm. Then as time goes, like like why doesn't anybody play with so and so again? Or da da da. And then we bring that back, and then we bring that back, and then we bring that right, and then stuff starts creeping in, and then things start getting tangled up because it's like you overcorrect, you undercorrect, you 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 don't think about this aspect of 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 the origin in relation to like some of those characters, and that has kind of a a. a a compounding effect down the line where it's like, mm. it makes things confusing, not having it. <laughs> right. Right. You know? And so, uh, you got to run a comb through things again. It's just, uh, yeah. Comics love them, yeah, but man. they're confusing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of thought, <laughs> a lot mm. of thought goes into this stuff. Sometimes I, um, you know, uh, uh, everybody knows, uh, how much I love, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and everything. I have kind of an interesting one and in related to them because this is uh, this aspect of the origin, I think, toggles back and forth and it goes mm. back and forth uh, to the same two settings. And that was, you know, in the original 1980s, 84 comic series from Mirage, the creators like like Hamato Yoshi was a guy mm-hmm. who had a pet uh, rat. Yeah. yeah. And that rat yeah. was Splinter. Yes. Right. And Splinter knew and learned martial arts from watching Hamato Yoshi, right? But that's mm-hmm. who Splinter is. Then the 1987 cartoon comes out uh, because Hamato Yoshi is murdered in the comics. Mm. Can't do that in a kid's cartoon. So Splinter becomes 
Amato Yoshi mutated, right? So uh. so Yoshi gets gets uh in in the in the scenario that turns the turtles into the ninja turtles, it also changes Hamato Yoshi into Splinter. Right? And then it's that for a while. And then the movie comes out, which is based more on the comics than the show, and then we see the pet rat again. The 2003 animated series comes out, which played it a lot straighter as far as like what the original comics were. He's a pet. But then Nickelodeon buys Ninja Turtles, and then in 2012, they started their series, and he's Hamato Yoshi again. <laughs> so it's like, it's... <laughs> right. You know, each one has had at least two incarnations of, of who Splinter is. Right. Yoshi or a pet. I kind of like the visual of the rat mimicking the karate moves, if you don't know. Yeah. It's, it's cute. I kind of like that, too. <laughs> yeah. The little puppet rat in the cage. Yep. Yeah, Kings, man. Karate kicks. <laughs> yes, that yep, is Throwing hilarious. roundhouse kicks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. That works. Yeah. That's the one I always accepted, just because it's the one I saw the most when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, makes sense. I, I weirdly, I, as much as I love the characters, I don't have a preference on this because I've seen it done well in both instances. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Well, I just like it because it feels, the, if, you, if you do the rat, it's more of a revenge story. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like the pet has a chance to avenge his master still, which is the trope with all uh, kung fu movies. You know, you kill my master. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I agree. I, I I thought that too for a long time, but then the the Nickelodeon show, the CG show from 2012, which to refresh again, like was Yoshi was Splinter. I think yeah. also somehow like managed to to keep all of that backstory stuff from Japan and have it make sense. Mm-hmm. Like none of it felt like a reach to me. Like you know, I'm no, like, it wow, felt like it they felt, actually kind of pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. But to me, what they change is Karai. Because then she stops becoming yeah. um, Shredder's daughter. Then it turns into his surrogate daughter, which is really Hamato Yoshi's daughter. Because mm-hmm. with him as the rat, <laughs> that's very difficult to pull off. Yeah, that's some dark yeah. stuff from that cartoon. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. They do, they, they, you're <laughs> yeah. right. They do do make like that's a that's a big change for Karai, but mm-hmm. one I like again. I like I like her arc a lot in that show. But it, it sort of to me it reasonably shows why she would side with the turtles. Just because mm-hmm. at that point she sees them as her brothers, as opposed to, uh, you know, I'm not all that evil, despite my father type of aspect of it. You know, I kind of, I kind, I don't care which way they tell it. I just like the, uh, the cohesion, so to speak, it, and both feel cohesive as far as which one you want to tell. Mm-hmm. So no, I agree with you. It, it doesn't make a difference yeah. here or there. It's just a matter of how well they tell it. Well, let me go ahead and take this time to remind everybody you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is dot com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a review. And finally, if you want to suggest a topic, let us know in the comments, Twitter or email. You can email us at info at let me know how it is dot com. All right. So we got time maybe for one more that we go really deep on or possibly two more that uh, are a little faster. So I'll leave it up to you guys. What do you got left? Real quick, Venom always deserves to be attached to Spider-Man. And that's all I'm saying. Mm. Second. Yep. Totally agree. <laughs> Absolutely. There's Absolutely. no more sale past that. Nope. <laughs> I absolutely agree on that one. For sure. I don't necessarily care how you get it there. You know. 
Yes. But, you know, whether it's the, you know, whether it's the Spider-Man 93 show that does it, you know, that gets it that way or, you know, the movies that, that has it, you know, so coming back to Earth, <laughs> you know, somehow. I don't care. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be Secret Wars Battle World, you know. But no, it should it should always be tied to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like when the Venom costume has a spider on the chest and not yeah, just uh, absolutely. veins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I agree. Yeah. So who else? Who who else do you guys have? How about Luthor? Mr. Luthor. Okay. Do you prefer him to be that angry teenager who had his hair blown off? Or the um the man of tomorrow who created half of Metropolis? Hmm. What do you guys like? I lean towards the man of tomorrow. You do like the man of tomorrow? Yeah, the angry teenager from Smallville seems a little bit far fetched. I like it because it makes a little more I like it a little more personal. I'm good with really? him being Yeah. I mean I like the whole, you know, you used to be makes, my best friend. I like a little bit of that. Well, I like the idea that it's a little bit of that and a little bit of the, of the, um, you know, as someone once put it to me, you know, they they were like, <laughs> they were like Frank, the chemicals that took out his hair away didn't just take his hair away; it affected him. <laughs> you know, that explains why he is the way he is after the fact. I mean, so I don't mean, like. Oh, the, uh-huh. oh you mean yeah, he's I, brain damaged? Did something? Yeah, it basically it it, it you know it aggravated his his you know his his you know his brain center that made him you know more aggressive or made him hate you know fixate on Superman or Superboy from that point on. I mean, I don't need mm-hmm. it to be the I don't need the Smallville the whole thing of like you know there's eight years of them dancing around each other. I don't need that. I I like I like mm-hmm. you know I like Luthor and Smallville basically building giant robots in Smallville to fight Superboy. That I'm fine with. Um, <laughs> but you don't like the. The 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 big man on campus that doesn't like this new kid in this new guy in town who's who's taking away all his shine because I'm just better. Why? Well, why I, mean, are you I, I like. Some, I mean, I do like some of that, but I also like. But again, I also like the idea that in the original story for them, you know, the one where he loses his hair, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's he likes Superboy. He thinks he's you know doing a good job, and he's even to the point of like, I think I can cure kryptonite. I think I can. Yeah, do yeah. I won't bother he you anymore. Close, yeah. <laughs> he comes close. To Which, in my mind, in my mind, I've always thought, well, wow, Lex has the ability to save Superman by making him not be bothered by Krypton anymore. But because he hates him, he's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, f that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. insane. But it's, yeah. I, I get it. But oh my god, you talking about sadistic? Jeez, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I kind of go towards you know. It, it to me, it makes it less personal, more like. The jealous, it, it, it just turns up the jealousy angle, which seems more natural. Like, here's a dude mm. that worked all his life to hit this statue, and he finally just about hit that statue. That out of nowhere, a flying alien shows up, you know? Right. Well, no, I get, <laughs> I get that. Like, but I also understand that a lot of that is also the fact, like, that whole version is tied up in the fact that, like, Lex murders his parents, you know? And I never really, like, I never thought, like, that was necessary for his character. I didn't think he was that character. Mm-hmm. And that, um, that's a, isn't that a different type? Well, no, no, I get you. The unauthorized biography, you know, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, in the, unauthor- the unauthorized biography of Lex Luthor, it's brought up, the, like, the guy brings up, your parents kind of died in a mysterious circumstance, and, and it's like, I think it's juxtaposed with him, like, doing something to their car, or the, it's implied that he, you know, cut the brake line. Just the brakes, the, yeah, yeah. Or something. So to get that and, insurance payout in right. order to start so his new get, lab. <laughs> yeah, which again, which yeah. to me says, but, but again, here's the thing. If you're the smartest kid in the world, which he would be arguably at that time. Uh-huh. Does he need to kill his parents to get the insurance money? He couldn't rig I something. Don't know. To, 
Smells ah, Menendez. I'm just saying. No, well, I, I, <laughs> but that's fancy. what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying he's not he's not the he's not the Menendez brothers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I ha- it was kind of I a thing. Like I I I don't see him doing that to get the money. I think there's better ways, smarter ways for him to do it mm. rather than to kill yeah. them. And no, just I to agree. me, it to me it makes him look. You know, it makes him. It's a that's a somebody. You know, that's someone who's who doesn't. It's not. I don't know. It's a dumb plan for someone who's supposed to be as smart as he is. That's all. It seems easy. To me, yeah, from it a storytelling perspective, it, seem it seems easy. Yeah. easy to me. Whereas, it seems a little like, um, you know, uh, not 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 to offend uh, our, our Star Wars fans out there and everything, but like, it's one of those things where, like, when when they talk about the Sith and how the Sith always has like like there's only two because part of the thing about about becoming like a full fledged like master of the Sith is you have to kill your master, and right. I'm like, that's dumb because there's yep. there's like you don't you're have always, an, you don't have any numbers. Like you know, you're always you're always <laughs> you diminished. Know? No, I agree. You're yeah, always diminished. You're always, I thought the same. I think yeah. the same thing. You're always there's no veteran member of the Sith. I'm like they're all newbies. That's terrible. That's a terrible business plan. <laughs> and 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 so and and the the correlation I make there is that is that like my, my feeling is that the the storyteller is motivated in both instances of like how do I how do I showcase that this person is so bad. Yeah. Well, it's because yeah. they kill somebody that that is close to them, you know. And I'm like, okay. No, I, I get it, but it, to me, it kind of fit the Highlander type of aspect of stuff. Not to say that that's the smartest thing ever, but be, being young mm-hmm. and introduced to that, it's just like if you want to be the top of the heap, you got to kill mm-hmm. whoever's standing on top. That's 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 all, all I right. saw it as. It didn't no, make mean, any right. kind of sense to me. I agree. Right. Like they kill their own numbers, and that's what they're only two, but. When you're that, to me, I just thought that, why do you need another? Yeah, it was, it was just a proving ground mm-hmm. to be the most powerful. That type of crap, you know. I mean, I'll say this: I, one thing I love, one thing I do like about the like businessman, you know, billionaire, Lex. awful, Luthor, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Gordon Gecko, greed is good, um, <laughs> Luthor. I mean, I, well, I wouldn't see Luthor as. I mean, granted, Luthor does kill people in 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 his in you know he kills somebody in the Oval Office when he becomes president. Spoiler. Um, you know, I mean, not that I'm saying the character couldn't or wouldn't kill. What I'm saying is, in that instance, I thought it was it was lazy. Really, I thought it was a lazy plan for Luthor to come up with. But mm. at the same token, I definitely see that Luthor as the one that does. Um, I think it, it's a, it's John Byrne drawn issue of Superman, but I'm pretty sure Marv Wolfman writes the issue or the backup okay. story. Where I clearly I have no problem with the idea of Lex. Um, trying to manipulate people and just doing like this. What the issue I'm talking about is the one with the waitress. If you've ever read the short story about Luthor and the waitress, which I think is a perfect example of how petty and how awful Luthor could be. Um, I don't want to ruin that for anyone. Cause that's a great story. I believe it's in, I want to say Superman number. This is right after man of steel, the burnt John Byrne one. I believe it's like Superman eight or 10. I can't remember for sure. We'll have to look it up for the notes, but there's a great short story where Luthor goes to a diner you know, outside Metropolis and does something that's horrible <laughs> while at the same time not being like building a giant robot horrible or or murdering his parents horrible. <laughs> it's just something horrible that he does that I'm like, nope, that's totally in character. I see that totally. So mm-hmm. if you've never read that issue, it's great. Clifton, what's what's your preference for, for Lex? I don't really have any preference one way or the other. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the teen Lex with the grudge was the one introduced to me first in Super Friends. That's the one they show. <laughs> yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
forgot about yep. that. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, so that's how I saw it back then. And and so then Smallville comes around. I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Like I totally seen this before. Like this is how it is. Right. Because I hadn't read like I had never read Man of Steel. I had never read the John Byrne comics at that point in time. Uh I didn't grow up on those. But I mean that's sad. I mean, I'm not I'm not stuck rigidly to the to the disgruntled teen. I do like the charm of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I can take it either way. Yeah. I like for, for me, I, I like that those stories are out there mm-hmm. and I like that comics are big enough that we have like both versions and like, I can kind of quaintly go back and read those fun bits where, where, you know, Lex and Clark are, are a, you know, uh tragic friendship that goes horribly awry. Um, I think in a lot of cases, like I would sort of lean towards anything that, that sort of like adds backstory to, to an iconic uh, um, uh, feud or rivalry. But for this though, like my preferred version, I, I side with Tommy a million percent and I like the businessman because there's an elegance to it too, that I think that's kind of um, underutilized sometimes. And, and it's like, I like that Lex is this person that has tried everything in his power to be super and has succeeded in like 99% of it. And then some alien comes by and just by, you know, genetics is super right by birth mm-hmm. <laughs> and the yellow sun. And because he is who he is, he cannot help but be completely paranoid and skeptical and untrusting of it. Of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so there's an elegance yeah. to that that I really mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I agree. You know, man of all seasons, man. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Plus, though, that's also the version in Superman the animated series, and Clifton, like you were saying, like your version is Super Friends, and I do think a lot of times it is it is whatever we encounter first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that we tend to that we tend oh, to prefer, yeah. but uh, sure. not all the time. But you know, there's a. You know, there's certainly a track record for me. I know that. I know I'm mm-hmm. guilty of that for sure. But so, all right, that's it. Let's go ahead and call it. That is a uh, Origins Part Two. Um, I know that there's plenty that we haven't gotten to, so let us know if you guys want us to cover anybody else at a later date. But as always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>